If you've ever planned a funeral for a loved one, you know how difficult that can be. In the midst of your grief and anger and all those feelings, you're confronted with choices and costs and things you've probably never considered. This week I sat down with Patricia Sexton, rector at All Saints Casey, and also a board member for the South Carolina Funeral Consumers Alliance to talk about that organization's work helping protect and inform people across our state about their options, their choices, and their rights as they plan these final moments for their loved ones. Hope you enjoy this episode of Make, Equip, and Send, the stories that shape EDUSC. I'm here with Patricia Sexton, rector at All Saints in Casey, just on the other side of the river uh, from my office at Diocesan House. And uh, first, uh, thank you for your time, Patricia. Tell me a little bit about the community here at All Saints, about your uh, role here and your place in Casey. I'm happy to do this, Alan. Um, I've been the rector here for eight years, and this year... All Saints is going to celebrate our 60th anniversary, 60 years uh, since the consecration on All Saints Day in 1959. And this is a community that I think bridges all the theological spectrum, the political spectrum. We have children to people in their 90s. It's been a wonderful community to that holds together despite many differences and it's it's the way i think all communities should be and so it has been a wonderful experience here right thank you as you describe it to me that sounds like what the church should be mm -hmm. uh, but i'm uh, here to talk to you about something a little bit different i think as i mentioned to you i was driving down the highway and i saw a sign that said funeral financing and that just struck me. It's not something I think about as kind of a middle-aged guy. It's not something I think a lot of people think about. But I also remembered in our very first conversation, you told me about the work um, you were involved with, with the South Carolina Funeral Consumers Alliance. So um, so I wanted to ask you about funeral financing and those things. Uh, but first, how did you get involved with the Funeral Consumers Alliance? I first became involved when I lived in Boulder, Colorado, and joined the Colorado Funeral Consumers Alliance. It's a part of a large national organization. I think there are chapters in every state. And um, in all of those cases, they started a chapter because they felt that people didn't know what their rights were in terms of what they could do when people died. Could you bury someone on your own property? Could you uh, do something minimally expensive? Or did you have to buy all these package services from a, a funeral home? And so the Funeral Consumers Alliance, part of its mission is just to lay out what the law is, what you're entitled to know, um, things that you have to do or don't have to do under the law. For instance, you do not have to embalm somebody. And in, also in South Carolina, you can bury someone on your own property, but there are some requirements that you have to meet depending on which county you're in. For instance, you have to have a certain number of acres on your land that you can set aside to be able to 
have a burial and you have to have the uh, deed replatted so that people know that there's a burial there. And, and there are all sorts of details like that. And this group publishes a newsletter several times a year. We have some brochures, we have a website, and uh, it's all so that you know your rights and so that you know what's available and what things can cost or should cost. And I got involved with this in Colorado um, at the time that a friend's husband died at home. And when I arrived, his body was being removed from the house and she had just arrived herself and didn't have any time with him. And and we didn't know what her rights were to have a moment alone with her husband's body and and what her rights were to be able to uh, sit with him at the morgue or at the funeral home. And, and we had all sorts of questions. And out of that personal experience, we decided, a group of us, that we needed to know more about our, our rights and about what was available for death care. So we formed a study group in... Uh, which met at my house. And out of that group came a, a wonderful organization called Natural Transitions. It's a nonprofit in Colorado, and it is doing exactly what we were hoping it would do, uh, helping people make those choices and helping people if they want to keep their loved one at home. And, and there are similar groups in other states. So we uh, went to funeral homes, we went to crematoria, we had the director of vital statistics come in, we um, studied different books and and found out that there are a lot of things to know. <laughs> so um, that's when we connected with the Funeral Consumers Alliance. And as soon as I was here in South Carolina, I thought I would look up the local chapter. Thank you. And so this group exists because funerals are hard, because people don't always have a lot of practice. Many times it's their first time that they're they're doing a funeral planning and it's already a difficult situation. What are some are there there things that that you tips or or advice that you've collected as through your work for the Consumers Alliance or as a priest in the church for folks who um are, are walking into this situation? What are things that people need to know when they're going to a funeral home? Well, first of all, they need to know that under federal law, the funeral home has to pr provide them with their general price list. In the past, funeral homes used to combine things into packages and sell you a package of all sorts of things and not tell you that you could pick and choose from that list of things. And so um, we have a brochure so that people know what their rights are. We have a website, um, www scfunerals.org and on that website you can find this kinds of information and also because they have to supply this general price list uh, we do a survey every year in a different area of the state that tells what are the prices for all these things on the price list what does it cost if you just do a cremation what does it cost um, for a, ca a casket and so if you go on the website, you see the latest surveys. The latest one in the Columbia area was 2018, and we'll do another one in 2020. But that's, 
amazing information to look at just to look at this chart and see how the costs can vary so widely from funeral home to funeral home. And so I think that's a helpful tool. If um, someone tells you, oh, the minimum cost here for a casket is $7,000, you could look on this price list and know that there were other places that would not cost that much. And also, um, you could learn that you can supply your own casket. And that's federal law, too. So um, I would encourage people to read through the newsletter that's online or sign up and get the newsletter. We send it out by email. We also do um, regular mail. And um, we have several hundred people who receive this newsletter, the South Carolina newsletter, for free. And then... Um, Participate in a workshop. We hold, try and hold one workshop a year to give people information. We just held one this past May at All Saints. And um, that's something that I think both clergy and lay people would benefit from knowing. In terms of my experience with funerals here at All Saints, we've had quite the variety of things. I, I have done a burial on private land. It was a beautiful, beautiful service up in the forest. And it was a family that owned about 42 acres of land. So they could set aside two acres of land to create this burial space. And it was the woman who died. It was one of her favorite places on their property. And it was a sweet service. And she was so happy to be able to be buried on her own land. We've also had services where uh, we did different kinds of experience. We did visitations here. We did once a visitation in the church when people came in. Um, I think it's something that everyone has to talk to their own clergy about what would suit the family and the wishes of the person who died, uh, what would be an acceptable process in the Episcopal Church. Um, but the best thing is to talk to people and ask questions about what can be done. Yeah, I think, I think about my own life is I am a priest and I haven't planned my own funeral because mm -hmm. partly is I don't want to talk about this. I think a lot of us don't want to talk about this. So thank you for, for the work you're doing to, to give information to people, to get people talking about a hard subject. Uh, we'll put links to all of this on our website so folks can find it. Um, and before before we wrap up, aside from, from this stuff we've talked about, I just wanted to end with, with what are you excited about right now? What's what's next on the horizon that's that's giving you energy? Well, just in, in, in the same context with the Funeral Consumers Alliance, I'm I'm excited that more people are learning about it, and and I do hope that it opens discussion. It's um, something that every family should talk about. I've talked to my own children about what I would like. Um, I have encouraged my parishioners to talk to me or their families. I've handed out the Five Wishes pamphlet, which has to do with your end-of-life decisions. And, and I'll tell you, from having dealt with families after someone dies, the more someone has 
talked with family beforehand, the easier it is on the family afterwards. So this is just um, a small piece of what I'm doing uh, serving on this board. It's a very small organization and we meet only every couple months. And so, yes, there are other things that, <laughs> that uh, I'm excited about. And, and you and I were just talking about, I'm, I'm excited about the, the, um, work that the Episcopal Church is doing regarding systemic racism and regarding reconciliation uh, and creating the beloved community. And I very much want to step into working with the sacred ground uh, curriculum that the National Church has put together for looking at issues of race and how we deal with it individually and as parishes and as the church and certainly nationally as a country. So that's that's my next area of inquiry. That's great. Thank you. Thank you for your time today. Thank you for your work uh, on behalf of the Funeral Consumers Alliance and your work on behalf of the Diocese of Upper South Carolina. You're so welcome. Thank you. Son and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you for